speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron. That's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? Ah! You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A hey, moron! What's your favourite voices to do? Um, favourite voices? I'm fucking... Ali McCoyst. I'm... See, anytime I'm out at the moment, I can't stop just going... I'll tell you one thing. I've got to say, absolutely... Morons Review Movies is my favourite podcast. It really is. I've just realised you've started recording the call, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely brilliant, it really is. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> did, you, did you ask me that and then press the button right yeah. there? That's why I'm doing it. I didn't know if anybody else had noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll do. That's it, we get signals to Hunter on the football. Oh, let's wait this offside. <laughs> I'm watching it on the I'm watching the brand new game in the app, so I the game's even kicked off for me and Hunter's telling me it's one nine. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing the now. It's just started against I, Seville. Oh, Seville. As the consummate professionals that we are, obviously all the morons are giving their full attention to the recording. <laughs> whilst we've got a guest on, for the episode. <laughs> but no, they're sitting in the background watching the football, no paying attention to what we're doing. Don't let me, don't let me bodies. <laughs> well, guys, welcome into episode two, where we have J Mick joining us, or J McKay. J McKay, eighty-eight yes. films, baby. JMK88 Films, baby. I said that. <laughs> the title. John, welcome in. Welcome back for another week of punishment. Listening Thank to the more talk about the reviews. Um, last week went uh, actually successful. Um, you got a great review from all morons, really, in your oh, first yeah. pick. What's your predictions for this movie? Um, I, th- I, oh, I sent you my, my predicted score, so I think I sent you... Well, I've not revealed my own score, but I, I reckon I reckon there'll be a five in there. I reckon there'll be a high one or two high fours. I reckon there'll be a, a mid three, and I reckon there'll be a, a low one. Um, <laughs> who 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 you think that is? Um, you know, I'll let that. But I'm I'm predicting that. Our, our, I mean, I'm thinking our first date went really well. Um, I think mm-hmm. our second date um, is going to hit a few. Roadblocks. I'm not expecting to get a second base or anything. <laughs> <laughs> second date for the morons. You're probably going the whole way, mate, to be honest. <laughs> Are we put out after the first? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Was, I did say it was a good first date. Aye, the gangbang was class last week. Like. <laughs> Kyle kept bringing up Dave Batista, though, and kept talking in his voice and that. Well, you were sending me pictures. I was just wanting to have a comparison <laughs> to see what your thoughts were. But luckily, the, my phone zooms in really well, John, so I can still see it. Um, so this movie for this week, guys, for listening, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I always forget to do that part. But we are talk- going to talk about Interstellar. Interstellar, out in 2014, coming in at a whopping 2 hours and 49 minutes. So we know fine well Sean hates it already. <laughs> it is a team of explorers that travel through a wormhole in space in an attempt to ensure humanity's survival. I think that sums up perfectly the types of movies that both Burnsy and Sean are all over. <laughs> but John, you did select this movie. 
give us your reasons why, okay. and then give us your thoughts and feelings on the movie itself. Right, so I did choose to watch Interstellar for what is, must have been about the seventh time. Um, I think I only started to fully understand it the sixth, the sixth time. Um, but, I mean, I remember fucking... must have been about 2015 uh, or later I watched this, but it wasn't until about 2017 that I started to watch films properly that didn't like, involve like, lightsabers or hobbits or... But I just I used to watch like Empire Strikes Back fucking every week pretty much, um, but Interstellar was one of the few that I had actually seen. And even though I didn't get it, the concept of it and the the scale always from the first watch, I, I really loved it. And each time I've just loved it more. Um, do you mind if I talk like a wank for a bit? Go for it. <laughs> because I, I have an, I have a kind of a take on Interstellar which I think is pretty. Good. So the. The reason I love science fiction is the best ones always ask, like, where have we been, where are we, and where we're going? And there's always that like, kind of existential side. It's a little Blade Runner and fucking 2001 and all that. And in it's like that. But I think even scale and budget and the sheer size of it aside, it's I've, I did kind of personal thing. Like it's, to me, it's about loneliness and um, the need for like, connection. So it, there's a, a theme I've been left, stuff been left behind, so uh, this is where my notes come in. Um, so the, the, the Cooper family at the start have been left behind by the wife dying, so they've been left behind. The humans are needing to find a new home, so the Earth is going to be left behind. Um, in turn, uh, Cooper goes on the mission, leaves Murph behind. In turn, Murph eventually has to abandon hope of his return, leaves him behind. Um, along the way, we find that Brand has been left behind by... Uh, I don't know if it was like a boyfriend or a husband or something. Um, and then for me, what the most important scene, my favourite scene. So see the detached scene at the end when um, McConaughey mm-hmm. has to go into the black hole, but it, it's, it's it, it doesn't stab her in the back, but it does it keeps it from her. Uh, Anne Hathaway Brand, and he leaves her. So, and I think this is one of the best pieces of acting I've ever seen in my life. So of all this film, so you've got foreign planets. Uh, space travel, um, Earth dying, um, people dying, just the general great unknown that is fucking interstellar travel, all that scary stuff. Um, but the the mo- the moment in which Anne Hathaway is most scared in that film is when she is about she realizes she's about to be left behind on her own. And I think that that's something about that. And she, she looks at, she looks and just, she's got tears in her eyes and said, just, just says, don't. And I think it's one of the best bits, honestly, one of the best bits I've ever seen in my life. And um, I think that scene, I think the sixth time I watched it, it really hit home. This is a really fucking soulful, personal, and human film, despite how big it is. Um, I think conceptually, it's one of the best films. Just the thought, just. The humans need to explore these different planets to try and find a new home. It's incredible. Obviously, the environmental side is incredibly relevant, but I, th- I think I read something Tarantino said about let's see, the, see the whole dust bowl, dust bowl side of the Earth been covered in dust. It's incredibly desolate. That's not something you'd see in like a fucking. I'm not not that I've seen any Tarkovsky films, but that's what he said. Um, I don't know. I'd imagine Stalker or something or Nostalgia. Um, in a, in a production level. It looks fucking amazing. I don't know. I know Nolan likes to like stick to practical stuff. I don't know how much of that was there, but it does look unbelievable. Um, the score, the music is 
just, I think it's one of the best ever. Hans Zimmer's the boy, isn't he? Um, <laughs> it's one of the things that's, I, I, see if I'm rough on a Sunday, I'll fucking find myself like YouTubing um, interstellar theme piano train station videos and it's like, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be sitting greeting because that, that wee bit, doom, 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 doom. I know I've got a good voice, but <laughs> it gets me every time. Um, one that, the, the cast, McConaughey, I think there's something about that performance. It's like a fucking, it's almost like a Hollywood leading man, like a classic leading man performance. But the, I mean, the stuff where like, the message is getting played through, there's something pure raw about it. I think I think he's fucking brilliant in that. And I think if you're, although he won the Oscar for Dallas Buyers Club the year before, I think he should have won it for um, Interstellar. And I think it was Michael Keaton that won it that year. For me, it was. The best actor that year was um, Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway, brilliant as well. And I think as well, see the casting for like the kids and then when they get older, mm-hmm. I proper believe that that is them, that mm-hmm. we last. And the, the, the child, mm-hmm. oh, Timothy Shamalamalamala is in it, isn't he? Oh, and aye. He, he grows into Casey Affleck. And I believe that. Um, I'm not sure what the wee lass is called, but she grows into Jessica Chastain. And I believe that as well. Um, one thing it can be a bit iffy is if you're watching without subtitles, the, the sound is it, and no one's kind of films can be like that, um, which culminated in Tenet, which I thought was crap. Yeah. Um, but you can, without subtitles, I think you would struggle. Um, the ending can be confusing, and I dare say we'll get one of that. Um, but I think, I, don't ask, now don't fucking ask. If I say I get it, don't fucking ask me, like, to explain <laughs> the, the quantum physics of that, or that right? Okay. Um, but the, the from the best thing about sci-fi is, for me, it's not confined to our logic or our science, and and it's just science and shit, no. Um, um, but that's what's so exciting about sci-fi. It can explore things that we wouldn't even be able to comprehend. And I think if you start, you know, aliens visit the Earth in sci-fi, fucking the force surrounds us in sci-fi and wormholes can be manufactured by people some thousands of years down the line just because you know science and that <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I don't I prefer not to get kind of bogged down in that now but um, I think it is it just it makes me feel this film um, and that's kind of what I try and approach every film did it make me care Um and fucking every time it does, I cr- I, I cried, baby. I've I've got a sensitive side. Good. Um, so and I fucking love this film. Um, and I know I know not everyone might, but it's I, for me it's one of the best things I've ever watched in my life, and I love it. Um, so. I just wanted to come in to sort of. It was a very impassioned speech you gave there, John. Right? <laughs> I'm very aware of what what um how we tend to think about a lot of things, right? And my big worry is that you feel like I'm going to be your ally, because I'm normally your ally in terms of what oh, you like. No. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, just want to put my stall out like early. Wearing thin here. Well, I'm putting my stall out early, right? That <laughs> the fact that the... See everything you've said about the, the quantum physics of it, right? Mm-hmm. The fact that it actually does all make genuine logical sense as to what would happen in theoretical physics... It's what kind of loses it for me. Like, oh, yeah. it needs to have a bit of magic about it. To me, it feels like 
it feels like the visual representation of a fucking guy's thesis. Like, he's a more explanation type thing. Well, I think it is actually based on a theory. Like yeah, so it's it's too real for me. Like, so know how John, you were saying you were very emotionally invested in it. Mm-hmm. I felt, I feel still with this film that it's too much like, like Christopher Nolan's too much of a wank. Like, right? he really lo- he really loves himself, and that's fine. I think most most geniuses, my cat just fucking knocked all my shit off the unit. Uh, most geniuses <laughs> are like that, right? They've got this like self obsession, and I think he wanted to make this a. Uh, unquestionable films that no one could ever say afterwards, well, that wouldn't happen, right? And I couldn't give a fuck if it would happen or not. And I think going into the accuracies and how many times we're explaining, like, we need to get this fucking equation and, like, oh, you need to get the data back to the black hole. Like, I couldn't care less. I would see if this film was all about a guy goes to space, he's going to age 100 years, his daughter's going to be left behind. Keep it as simple as that and, like, focus on how good Matthew McConaughey and Anne Hathaway are. But I think this film suffers with too much fucking bullshit chat all the way around about it. Uh, I think I've got, I've got a bit of an issue with Christopher Nolan films, right? That the dialogue is always shit. So visually, this looks amazing, right? But I just think the dialogue is terrible. Like the script is bad, and I think that. And this, I know that I'm going. I'm, I know this is an unpopular opinion, right? And I understand that most people think I'm talking shit, but. I just didn't feel emotionally connected to anybody at any point, right? And my personal issue with stories that involve time loops, and it's a kind of issue with like films like Terminator as well, right? So although technically that's what would happen in a time loop, but Matthew McConaughey was there when the message came through telling him to stay, and he knows that saying stay didn't make him stay, right? So when he finds himself there behind the bookcase, Right. How believable you want that to be doesn't matter to me. Right, He's ended up behind the fucking bookcase. Saying stay again clearly didn't change. Like, Surely the whole point of you being outside of space and time is that you can do something differently, right? But he did nothing differently. He fucking said stay again. The exact same thing that didn't make him stay at the start of the fucking film. So like, what's he learned throughout whoever's a fucking movie? He's learned fuck all. He's gone back and just done the exact same thing that made him not stay in the first place. And I don't know, shit like that just falls apart for me. I think it looks amazing, but you've go through, you've got to suspend your disbelief. Right, they go through the wormhole. They, they're going to these habitable planets. They've got the signals back. Right, they're, they're in the orbit of this planet. Right, that is clearly just all fucking water. And clearly you could see the orbit there, it's just fucking massive tidal waves. Yet they get there and they're fucking astonished that there's massive tidal waves. Like, little things like that just, like, bothered me. Um, I just, I don't know, I just think this for Nolan stuff really wanky. I don't like Inception. I've realised now, looking back, that without Heath Ledger, the whole Dark Knight trilogy is also quite shit. Um, and I think this is just me. I think I've just got a personal issue. <laughs> Any time in the whole Dark Knight trilogy that Heath Ledger's not on screen, it's no very good. Uh, with the exception of that first bit where Bane looked quite cool and then they turned him into a fucking pussy and it was shite um, so uh, I get why people love it and I get why you love it so much but I fucking hate this like, I really hate it do you know what <laughs> you're right mate I hate it and all fuck shite man shite no but so see, see when you're talking about the, it's kind of lacking that kind of magic for me the magic is in the personal side of it the father um, wanting to get 
home and see his family again. That's for me what gets me every time. It's no, it's no the the. the it's, it's it's just because it doesn't have the kind of E.T.'s flying bike moment for me didn't really um, doesn't really affect it for me for even the magics in the family part of it yeah I agree I think, sorry Kyle um, I'm just going to say quickly before you come in Kyle that I totally agree I think if they'd focused more on like McConaughey and the relationships mm-hmm. the relationship with him and his daughter the relationship with him and his son the relationship with him and Anne Hathaway like if it was all focused on that but I didn't really see him getting much of a connection with any of them. You got little bits of each of them, and you got a load of jargon in between with fucking what's his face, the old English cunt, um, Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Just talking jargon for ages, and then there's a guy that gets left up in orbit, and he ages like forty years when they're doing the wave oh, planet. Mm-hmm. They come up, and there was no real emotion. Imagine you've been on your own. Like isolated for all that time, you'd aged all these years just in that one wee place. And they came up and they, they were just like, all right, guys. Like there was no like I expected like a <laughs> emotion, like a real emotional breakdown. Like uh-huh. that should have been like one of the most harrowing parts of the film. The the fact that this guy's aged however many, twenty years or whatever, he's gone bald and gone grey and been isolated on his own, he would have gone fucking mental. Like he would have lost his mind. And yet they turn back up and he's just like, hey guys, I've been working on these equations about the black hole. Like, that's just fucking losing it for me at that point. Sorry, Kyle. No, do it. That part does make sense a little bit because they do just brush over the fact that they had been away for so long. Um, it, it's an interesting point. Now, I've just, I'm very much enjoying the, the emotional side of it. Like, the relationship that he has with his son is quite a distant one because he clearly favours his daughter. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. thing, I think that carries on throughout it because even when he's away, the video messages and stuff when they're coming from Case Affleck at the time are just no, no emotion whatsoever. Yeah. It's like a chore for him and it's become part of, like, he just has to do it because his sister's got so much hatred because she feels that she was the one that was left because of this such a tight bond. And then she goes into her life to try and work out everything to get him back, whereas the son is just shut off completely. So you've got two huge different emotions on there. I, I really like it. I've seen this a few times and I, it is obviously hard to explain what actually happens and John's going to give us a detailed explanation. <laughs> when, when, uh, actually, I've got to drop off this call, right? Um, <laughs> um, which is funny because after I watched it, I sat and probably watched about six or seven different YouTube videos about explaining the last scene and I'm still none the fucking wiser uh, how it all works and who they are that placed all these wormholes and that kind of shit for them. But aside from that, I quite like sci-fi. I'm into Star Wars and multiverses and all these different elements like that. So I find this really entertaining, but I did find it quite an emotional film to watch as well. Um, I think Jessica Chastain's one of the best actresses about as well. I think she's excellent. I really enjoyed watching her in this as well. But there's a lot of a lot of betrayal in it as well as the loneliness is probably the other thing I'd add to it, John, where Michael Caine's put them there knowing fine well what's going to happen. He's already cracked it, he knows, but he's sending them off. Um, but I suppose there has to be an element of selfishness coming for these people that have already worked all of that out to get the people to go to recreate the human race elsewhere. Because you can't exactly tell them, for fuck everybody else, just go fix it elsewhere. Um, so I, I do get... But I want to I want to carry on the battering that you're taking in this film, John. I'm going to bring Sean in to get his thoughts. 
I mean, on you. No, no, I no. love. I love when Sean starts with a. <sighs> <laughs> no, like this isn't. This isn't going to be a batter. And uh, as I said, like uh, only, I, I didn't really fully understand the film. Like, I actually quite enjoyed it. Uh, I'm not really like a big sci-fi fan or anything like that, but I did quite like it, and it is quite relevant to today. Well, they, they say that the planet's not got much longer left and all that, because uh, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I did actually quite enjoy it. I, I just kind of found myself, like, try to kind of follow it and try to understand what what's going on. Like, the, the part of, like, that it, it basically was given, like, plan A and plan B, uh, and they need to find a new planet that supports human life. Uh, I got all of that. But then when he ended up in that, whatever that was at the end, when he's behind the bookcase, uh, obviously it kind of tied up because like, his daughter thought it was a ghost at the start and stuff. I, I understand that like, it was him and everything, but I, I just, it kind of, I was like, what the fuck's going on? And when they were down at the, was it the water planet that they were at, where they had stayed down too long and they're, the other guy had aged like mm-hmm. it was like twenty-seven years or whatever it was. Is that right? Is that the was that that bit? Aye, I don't know how it was. Yeah, aye, because they, had, yeah, it was like twenty-one years or something. Aye, it'd like were, whatever. Aye, so he like aged too long and they couldn't get out because the engines weren't able to start straight aye. away and that stuff. So like they're there for like I don't know like half an hour or whatever it is. So like I was trying to get my head around that because like, I actually thought he like I didn't actually realise that they'd left him behind at first and then I was like oh fuck he wasn't with him. I was assumed he was doing there with him. And then he's came and he's looking a bit grey and stuff like that. Uh, it was a total surprise to see Matt Damon in it. I didn't know he was in this film. He wasn't obviously never played like a, a lead role or anything like that, but it was quite a surprise when he came out of the wee sleep tank or whatever it was they call it. Uh, but again, like his role in it, like I knew that he was going to kind of turn bad. Like, I, I just had a feeling. So there wasn't really a surprise uh, when they two went off. He was going to show him the... Oh God, man! What was he going to show my kind mind? But I just kind of struggled to actually understand what was going on. But like, I still enjoyed myself at the same time. Uh, but I've never sat through a film and felt so stupid in all my life. And I, I and normally I would go and read up on like and try and get like I would just Google like explain an insert film name here. I didn't even bother with this because I knew that there would be a lot of uh, people who are very much smarter than me trying to explain it to me. Uh, on an online forum type thing and I just really didn't have the patience to actually go out and understand what the fuck I just watched but I enjoyed it nonetheless Uh, I I would definitely need to watch it again and I can imagine it's a film you need to watch three or four times to actually understand what the fuck's going on Uh, so maybe in a a year or two I'll revisit it but uh, it's actually funny because I'd seen that scene like see where he's banging on the bootcase and going no no that's been done on TikTok quite a few times it's like a fucking a meme or whatever it is like somebody's making a bad decision and then it, they bring that bit in it so I'd seen that bit loads of times so I was waiting on that actually coming in because I knew it was for Interstellar uh, but I just didn't know obviously the context behind it uh, and to be honest I still don't know the context behind it because it's <laughs> the most confusing film I've ever watched in my life but uh, I actually quite enjoyed it so I'm not going to shit on it Kyle uh, listen you, you what a boy you know, I'm the heel turn from Daniel and Sean is more surprising <laughs> than Matt Davidson <laughs> I'll tell you what uh, Kyle, you touched on betrayal. Daniel, Daniel, for a year, <laughs> trying to get me on and uh, give an impassioned um, speech about Interstellar, and then he gives me probably the most logically sound um, destroying of Interstellar that I've ever heard in my life. Um, what, I apologise, eh, because I do understand how precious <laughs> this 
loads of people, right? And it's it's not just you. Loads of people like really Aye. hold this film close to their heart. And I get it. It's just like if you want to understand it, by the way, the best thing is watch Neil deGrasse Tyson's explanation of the film. So the oh, film he's the most confusing man in the world, man. The grass no, like the one. He says. Time's that's the act of the Big Bang Theory, isn't it? Oh my God. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I, so I do apologise. It's just I know it's me, right? I, I understand that it's me because I'm the I know that I'm the one percent that just. I, it's not that I don't get it. I just don't like it, and it's weird because I feel like I should like it. I like Space Odyssey. Like I love so many of these types of films. I that just think it misses the mark by trying to give you too much jargon about random shit and no enough time on the really good one on here. Have you done that? No, we've not done it yet. It would be that good. That would be a good one. Never seen it. Oh, let's get it. I might change it's, my picks then for next season. I love Space Odyssey, but it's like, if you ask me why I did. Same. Um, That's a great way of explaining it. I, 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 like, I, I liked the monkeys at the start. No, it's just good. The way it. it's, just, it's just... <laughs> You finish, like, 2001 A Space Odyssey, I think, is the perfect version of what this could have been. Like, not that it's any similar in plot or anything like that, but just that it's a sci-fi film where there's loads of science going on, but really it's about people. And I think this misses the mark too much on the people and spends too much time on the... To me, I, I think it could have removed the whole Matt Damon section for the film. Like, I, I really felt, felt like it was a half-hour wasted shit for him to appear... To be a hero and then to turn like heel within fucking two minutes of screen time. And it just it didn't add anything to me apart from trying to put Matthew McConaughey in a bit more jeopardy again. Like I, I don't know. Like it's just me. I know it's me. I'll let somebody else speak. <laughs> Hunter, give us your give us your words. Ah, uh, Faye enjoyed this. Uh, again, I'm not gonna go in and say I understood everything that was happening with the signs, but there was a few words I recognised when I put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I kind of, obviously you touched on Tenet, John, I think what Daniel was saying about Renault and trying to be that I'm a genius, acknowledge my work, I thought Tenet was that, I went to the cinema to see mm-hmm. that and I was like, that was the last thing, that, that was, came out and that sort of, was it between the lockdowns or just before Covid or whatever? And I'm Aye. like, if that's the last time I go to cinema for a year, what the fuck have I just walked? I know. <laughs> the, way I, the way I looked at Tenet was, see if I was sat next to Christopher Nolan and I was like asking him, right, what's this mean? What's this? I'm, I'm sure he could probably do it, but I'm yeah. no, I'm in the cinema. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't, I, 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 that one. The last thing with that is I went to that to see it with my missus and she came out and like she, she was genuinely speechless and I was like, <laughs> Same. I, and I was like, oh, did you enjoy that? And she's just like, what the fuck have I just watched? <laughs> I know. I like. Uh, you could ask. Did you enjoy it? I'm, I literally do not know. I have uh, yeah, no fucking. It. And this, and when I stay there, maybe in the last twenty minutes, things start to. At ten, it's about the last fucking. Well, it's about two and a half hours. So the I last two hours. Two last two hours. but again, with this kind of as it's been touched on, the visuals like are amazing. The scores are amazing. The performances like are amazing. Like the sort of relationship. I mean, you're kind of, you're wanting Hathaway and McConaughey to do something again. And I like the, no, the the build-up and the ending where he's going back through space and time and he can go back. But I think even like the, obviously I was doing a kind of bit of Googling and that after it, the fact that is there going to be a, like, leaving the, the crumb of, or go back to save her as she's still out there, like, leaving you 
I would, you're kind of, like, oh shit, where's when's it's like kind of when you're watching it, get when you're binge watching a series and then it's on major harms at the end of season one, you're like, oh shit, I need season two in my life to see what happens next. And I think, again, as we touched on with Blair Witch last week, that uh, wanting, I think, can be more valuable than just delivering something that's maybe no half assed or quite no, maybe it's quite as good. That's I can leave you, and again, as we know, apart from Dark Knight, Roland isn't the one for doing trilogies anyway. So I think even, and again, does it work? Again, we've seen it with other films that a different studio, a different director, different actors come in, and it totally ends up bending away from what made part one as good as it was that this mm-hmm. was created in the first place. So again, I just I think just leave it as it is. It's enjoyable. Again, it's definitely something I do want to go back and watch again. Again, this was a first time watching. I think this came out was it right? this one about the same time as The Martian with Matt Damon in it as well. There could have been that uh, uh, that was twenty fifteen, I think, the Martian. Aye, and I think I remember that. saying like because they're both out and I think I watched the Martian and I thought and then when someone had recommended this, and I thought, I've had enough too much sci-fi watching mm. recently. I live, and I never got into it. And again, it's I just don't, I don't understand how I never got into it again because I, I've mentioned before for somebody who likes my Marvel and superhero stuff, there's just some sci-fi stuff that I don't enjoy, like like Zantus. Again, like we've touched on a couple of things that sometimes I just can't. Father, like if it doesn't seem any believable, that that I can't buy into it again. But having a big guy who just turns into a big green monster goes about smashing up things, that's unbelievable <laughs> and enjoyable to me, apparently. So, but with this, I think again, the kind of because there was a human touch in some of it, I think that's what makes this enjoyable. And again, you as you said, you don't need to understand the science to still enjoy the film, is what I would say for this. So. Don't go in thinking you need to understand does it Dr. Thip or whatever's fucking thesis on Interstellar that you can still enjoy it. But again, if you are that way inclined, go and read the thesis so you can understand it even more. God, could you imagine us reading the thesis? (laughs) 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 Pronouncing the word thesis, never mind reading it. I had to think about how I was going to say that. (laughs) Well, someone who probably would read the thesis and is the smartest of all of us all is going to give us his review next. Take it away, Bunsey. Well, the first thing I wrote down about this is the complete opposite of what you said because I felt stupid watching this summer, Sean. (laughs) 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 And I thought it was probably aimed at somebody who had a bigger IQ than I have. Um, As I I thought sci-fi is totally not my bag at all, so I kind of thought going in that I thought I was going to completely hate it, which I didn't. Um, I think um, there was, as Daniel pointed out, there was a lot of jargon when they were talking about stuff and I was just like, I have no idea what you're going on about. But because there was a lot of sort of, this beginning of the film obviously talking about the family and it was relating back to it throughout it and the relationships that the characters were having, that definitely helped my enjoyment with it. Um, I think if it was all going to be based on the planets a lot more than what it was, then I would have really found it a massive struggle. Um, so I did struggle at points, but I've sort of I got brought back quite a lot into it um, as well. Is that once they reached the second planet, as I started enjoying it more when when there was the chance that um, McConaughey was in trouble, because although 
obviously they're going to all these planets and things could go wrong until Matt Damon's character came in. Then you just knew that nothing you you were going to get get somewhere that they wanted to be. It was never just going to obviously end at an earlier point. So at that point, it sort of had me on the edge of my seat a bit more. Um, so I, I completely disagree. I thought that was a a good part of the film. Um, you understand that somebody had already died at that point. Yeah. Oh no, I know, but because it wasn't a main character, then I was like, you knew because that was the first time the main character looked at any danger. Oh, I know yeah. um, Anne Hathaway's character, she was, uh, it looked as if she was going to, she could have possibly died, but for me, I was just like, nah, she's getting back. So I was never really concerned at that stage. I was yeah. like, going to reply to it, but that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I get it. I just because I thought you'd maybe that guy gets forgotten. The sort of the fourth crew member disappears yeah, in the first. Yeah, get back off the, in the water. Yeah, he's from American Beauty, isn't he? Aye, aye, him. It's like it was. It was definitely cracking from a visual point of view, um, and the music was class, as John said as well. So it was good points. There was parts that I think it just went up. To me, I would have enjoyed it a lot more if they took out a lot of the jargon stuff and because it's points, because it is quite a long film and there was parts that where I was just like tar- getting turned off by it, then that's where that's where it definitely goes down in my estimations. Um I think sort of once we got to the second second planet as well, I sort of just thought, right, I'm just gonna enjoy this and just try and forget that there's bits I'm not gonna understand and and whatever else, because I knew I would come on here and get a better knowledge of it than what I had myself too. So um I don't think it was something I'd probably go back and watch again though, because I've just not got the I just don't like going ever back and watching films to be honest. Really, like there's very few that I would ever go back and watch. And I'm just quite happy just seeing it and taking it as a first watch and taking my enjoyment out of that. So yeah, it was it was decent, but it wasn't something that really got me hooked at any stage. Um but the the main part was the relationships he had with his family, and as you could, as one of you pointed out as well, it was it was quite obvious that he favoured the daughter so much ahead of his son because he didn't really, although they had a relationship, it was just a bit weird how he didn't really seem to, he didn't really seem to care about him, really at all. It was all about his daughter's approval, I thought, and then he was worried about leaving her. I know the I know the son's older, but he didn't really seem to have like much a second thought for him. I I never really thought about that until you guys mentioned it. To be honest, Aye, but even then, that was reciprocated back the way because the son was like, he's like, I'm away up the space. He's like, can I get your car? Yeah, <laughs> what big ways that? It's because he knew that his son was going to grow up and star in the French Dispatch, so he just disowned <laughs> him from an early age. <laughs> Sorry about me. He's watched that, by the way. Well, if, I, if I had to watch it, then so did you. Oh, I'm actually glad you addressed it. John, that was on the agenda to be discussed on why you put us through that. <laughs> it, is, it literally is my most hated film of all time. And I, I like, I have liked some Wes stuff, Wes Anderson stuff, but that's fucking, you can't come back from that in my book. Well, I, I do think, to return the favour, we've got a movie that we would highly recommend that you go and watch and review. Um, and I do think you should give Zulu Dawn a bash. Do you know it's on. It's actually on my watch list solely because it's like, it's like a, a benchmarker on here, isn't it? Uh, well, I the one that uh, Hunter. What was the what's the one that you gave us, Hunter? And it's old boy just sitting in his house. Oh, Capone. Aye, that oh, one. Oh, I've no, I've not seen that because of how bad the reaction to it was. I've not. 
my dad, my dad watched it and he said there's like a, there's like an extended scene of the guy like shitting himself or something. Oh, <laughs> my, watch, my, my, my dad loved it. My dad loved it. <laughs> nah, That's yeah. a bit of the film. And this is a good segue actually, because one of the questions we got was, would uh, you rather watch all of when that Wes Anderson's films back to back, or cheat on your barber? Oh, I know, I know who said that then. That's my barber, isn't it? <laughs> um, I would never, ever cheat on my barber. So, um, uh, it's got to be Wes, baby. Oh, oh, the Wes Anderson films back to back? Me and him, barbers in Greenock. Um, best barber on tune, by the way. Um, he's, he's giving me a free haircut to say that, by the way. By the way, what, what, what's my fee for coming on the night, by the way? <laughs> To give you an insight, we've been doing this for two years and we're sitting currently at a balance of about minus 100 quid. So <laughs> It's supposed to be £15 a month for you guys to do this. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> Why? I, I downloaded Skype the night and they started asking me about Skype credit and I was like, eh, to Daniel, Danny, like, go down to the shop to top up my fucking my Skype if I use the night. That's not like, I like it and I was looking forward to it, but... I'm not getting a, a top up to come on. A, t- a twenty pound day top up. It cuts out mid call. <laughs> Your free trial was over the last. <laughs> there's some some films for you to watch. We will recommend Zulu Dawn, uh, Dark Crimes is a Jim Carrey one that we'd highly recommend, and right. a personal favourite of Mega Shark versus Colossus. Right, I've not seen them then. No, don't. See, um, for the. This film, Interstellar, it was either going to be this or Top Gun Maverick. Who, who's all seen that? I've seen it. I've no. I believe I've put it as my unseen for. I think that. Much. I generally think that would be kind of unanimously really enjoyed in here. Unless Daniel, did you say you've seen it? I've not seen it, but I don't like the original Top Gun. No, so. I'm, I'm not a massive fan of that either. But fuck okay, me, cool. it is honestly brilliant, man. Well, we do have it coming up in the future, so we will. Uh, you, you'll get that one very, very, very soon. Daniel, do you have any more questions that have come through from Instagram? Yeah, I've got a few. I'm just trying to pick the decent ones. Some of them are shite. Uh, so if your got... question never got read out, guys, it's because it was shite. Better <laughs> <laughs> luck next time. Uh, by the way, send me like, a screenshot of them all, the ones that didn't get asked. I will. Um, and you can answer them on your own feed. Uh, that'll get a lot more... Uh, the actions in this anyway, you're a little more popular than us. Um, <laughs> what this is one I, I wanted to ask you this one because this split us as a group because I hated it and I, most folk liked it. But this guy, uh, Christy Donnelly, who I'm assuming somebody you know, is what are your opinions on the modern day goat and his opinion, the best film ever, in his opinion, Prisoners? The best film ever. Aye, prisoners. Like, what do you think of prisoners? I think it's a fucking. I think it's brilliant. It's a such a good thriller. Um, there's a kind of a noir element to it. That's, and I'm I'm not even big into noir stuff. Aye. but um, I think prison is brilliant. I, I love the. Um, most people with low intellect will call him Dennis Villeneuve, but is that pronounced Denis Villeneuve? Um, I love Denis Villeneuve's filmography, baby. Um. You know, play for Chile. What's that? Did he not play for Chile? No. <laughs> um, 
I think I'm saying that right anyway, Dennis, if you're listening, I'm sorry, mate. I know you're a, a big listener of the show. Um, yeah, I thought prison, prison is fucking brilliant. The, the, I, I, that was one of the first... So see, when I first started getting proper into films, um, it was 2017 that I did it as like a New Year's resolution because everyone in my work would look, be asking me, like, have you seen Godfather? Uh, Godfather, have you seen Gladiator? And I'm like, nah. Like, you need to get a grip, wee man. So I, and Prisoners, Prisoners was one of the first ones. The first one I watched was Seven, and I was like, fucking hell. Right, if there's a million, if there's a thousand films out there like that, then I need to get involved. And Prisoners was one of them, and I think I've watched that about three or four times. I want to say it's the best fucking film ever. Um, but Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, I think are great together in it. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal's case. He's kind of good at being that kind of obsessed um, guy that's the job taking over his life, like that and Zodiac. I think they'd be like a good kind of double bill. But I think it's a good film. How, what's everyone's thoughts on it here? So, you all hated it, didn't you? No, no, I don't like that part for me. Whereas I like Zodiac and they all hated it. So oh, is this yeah. you're trying to get back in my, my good books again, Daniel? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like Zodiac. I hate Prisoners. I think Prisoners is overly. <laughs> Uh, Denis Villeneuve uh, also directed Batman Forever, which was also garbage apart from the soundtrack. Um, he's done, Is he's that the one with you two and Seal on it? Ah, he, he did direct that, eh? Aye, aye, aye. I was just thinking that as a bang. I'm sure I had that on CD when I was younger. Oh, that was nothing, mate. Oh, what's his name again? The one that did disaster movies. Not Michael Bay, not Owen Emmerich. The other one. Are you talking about the, the Val Kilmer one? Uh, yes. No. Um, Schumacher. Schumacher. Aye, aye, aye. 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 It's very slow and long and drawn out, but uh, do you know what would be a good one on here? And I think it's his, his best one, Arrival. I fucking yeah. love Arrival. Good. I do agree that that's good. Like, and, but, but that would be good on here because some folk would fucking hate it as well. Uh, <laughs> let's see if we've got any more questions before we move on to scores and shit. Um, I did have another one, which was, oh yeah, Ben, who was a previous guest um, that we all loved having on. One for all of us, right? Do Scottish people have better taste in films than English people? Um, Scottish people have better taste uh, in every aspect of life than English people. So that's the question answered straight off the bat there. The Scottish <laughs> people have better taste in question can answer you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll clip that. Honestly, that's something I've never, ever thought to myself about. But um, well, I think... If we address it directly towards Ben, we had Ben on, and Ben made us endure the original Planet of the Apes as his top five. Oh, gosh, five. Yeah, I love, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so no, no, I'm, I'm with, I'm with Ben. English, so English himself as an honorary Englishman. Um, better taste. I, I, I just, I just think we're better. We're just better. <laughs> <laughs> Ben's English insecurity coming out there. He's obviously feeling a bit inferior um, and wanted to know what we all thought because he messaged me the other week, actually, because he'd only recently learned through our podcast what the word Bobby meant. <laughs> really? 
I same, same. I thought, I thought was a <laughs> my mum told me to stop. What I've, I've to stop listening. I've, I've got I've got parental lock on my Spotify. <laughs> Well, you, you, she's in the back of researching the bobbies we were talking about. <laughs> I, I didn't know that. See that? You, um, I think you've put the start up. Ewan McGregor's got his tally whacker out in 16 films. I'm like, I must have not seen them all because I'm always watching Ewan McGregor films with the anticipation that he could get his cock out at any time. But I, I don't think I've seen it. <laughs> Again, parental lock, I think. <laughs> You were talking about uh, folk for your work, obviously knowing about your page. So mm-hmm. I tend to tell quite a lot of people about the podcast, and then afterwards I instantly think, "Why the fuck have I done that?" Like, <laughs> and like some of the episodes are called like Jamie Foxy smashing Big Bobby. Like, right? oh, it's got to be Hitler's one of your episodes. <laughs> I at it, I go, "What the fuck's this, Daniel?" <laughs> See, on that, Daniel, like, so Laura's. Like, a mom and that, like, share our Spotify, so, like, so, see whenever, like, because she subscribes to the podcast, a mom could be, like, doing the housework or whatever, like, with the Spotify with her phone coming up, like, listen, listen to me, and then it'll just come up with some, like, egg time danger wank is never available to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I danger wank was one of my favourites, like. The, the only time I did kind of wonder to myself, why did I do that, is when I got my, my manager to follow me. But everyone, everyone else's my work's always kind of known. Um, I mean, I was I used to do the tweets and all that, and they all, they'd follow me in there. So they knew me as that weird, that weird guy um, that sits across from and does all the voices and that, and tweets some weird shit occasionally. So I've got no qualms by this point. I don't really give a fuck. You know what I mean? Um, and if, if my workies are listening, love you guys. You're the best. <laughs> Hunter, do we have any exciting trivia that isn't jargon based, please? No, pretty much for what Arthur's about to say, the majority of stuff I did read was jargon based. However, I do think I have managed to cipher the non jargon based trivia here. So, first of all, so the books displayed on the bookshelf shown in this movie were the actual books that no one had read and used for his research about black holes and singularity. I kind of thought, hats off, he's actually tried to get himself involved here. And a copy of uh, Stephen King's novel, The Stand, is visible among Murph's books. King's book is about the near extinction of humanity and survivors struggle to relocate and settle down. So I thought that's also a good spot, putting that in. Uh, so Matt Damon was actually not included in the promotion for this movie, will be why Sean didn't know he was in it. His name was not mentioned and he did not attend any of the premieres. In fact, apart from an article in Variety uh, announcing his casting as an unspecified role, his role was kept secret until the release of the movie. Not even using his name. I know. Just David. <laughs> <laughs> is there any is there any big readers in here? Aye, I'm a, I'm a big reader. See, like. see if it was if it was a bookshelf made up of stuff I've read, humanity would have been fucked. I'm like this strange spot and actually that's probably one I would read. Aye, uh, like the full twilight, like the full oven, even the majority like the stories that then but I recommend all the oven rails for no no that. Aye, uh, yeah. I'd have 90% Stephen King books and then fucking 10% random shite that I found because it was recommended by folk who liked Stephen King. So I'm not a big reader, like I just like one particular fucking... Aye. 
I, I wouldn't mind reading his stuff, but aye, but I think that you say you don't read, but if you actually like, like you you listen to books, so but your audible thing is like what some a normal person would be reading before, but you what you actually listen to the, the amount of time you spend listening to books rather like so you are still taking the literature in one way or another. Do you want um, the latest update and how much time I've spent listening to books on Audible? Because yes, it's absolutely disgusting. Let me go and check now. <laughs> well, while whilst you're looking for that in the background, I think it's a good time for John to plug his Instagram. Give us a, a quick rundown of your Instagram, where to follow you, what socials to, to get um, you those that are listening. Well, if if you like, if you're listening and you think uh, this weird guy sounds like a bad laugh, if you like weird guys on Instagram, um, it's J-M-C-K- Eight eight, it's for Selic, obviously, um, <laughs> and then films at the end. Um, and I, 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 I think I, I started the page in fucking, well, like everyone, everyone's film viewing went up during first lockdown, but mine's went up to like an, another level. It's like taking the piss levels. Um, so I was and, and making a page was always kind of on my mind because I used to do like, a thread on Twitter where I'd do every film I'd watched. But I, I, I pulled the trigger and I, I fucking love one. It's like it's it's a good laugh and the Green Tilly obviously haven't took me up on my offer to be a film columnist. But um, you know my my followers can boycott them if they want and if there, if there's any other publications that want to take me on, um, you know. <laughs> Contact, contact my nan for my fee <laughs> <laughs> well guys anyone that hasn't already followed please jump on and give a follow um, and I'm sure I'm just having a look at the geography stats of the recent downloads for, for Moron's podcast so we're reaching audiences here in Singapore, Iran, Chile Brazil, Australia, Sweden, India United States and the United Kingdom so you could find yourself popular in Chile and Iran on the, off the back of this I've got a couple of birds over there as well <laughs> <laughs> Well, this, this episode's going to be out after your date, so we'll see how that oh, goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the nervousness <laughs> perfect. Daniel, have you got your stats on your Audible? Uh, I'm currently at five months and 15 days I've spent listening to books since the start of lockdown. Five well, months. Just page to page, that's how much you've got it on? That's how long I'm listening to books, I So oh, I've listened yeah. Since, so I got in a weird thing at the start of lockdown where I was bored, like you, like, bored, and that's how we started this, was lockdown fucking, trying to get Burnsy to watch films was the main fucking thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started listening to books, and now I'm at five months of fucking listening. So I've done every single Stephen King. How many times different. can you really listen to Fish, Fifty Shades of Grey, but how many times? <laughs> Black <laughs> cell dry. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Wag myself die might be our pet episode name. <laughs> oh, we need to get maybe away from the wanking and bobies and all that today. See, see if I say to my mum, um, I was on a podcast the other night. Um, do you want to listen to it? Aye, what's it called? Uh, just take on wank myself dry. <laughs> <laughs> so I should make you that one a miss. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we should score Interstellar if Hunter's not got any more jargon based trivia for us. Go for it. I've got two more points. Sorry, I was completely mesmerised. Watching my right game. I did the score because I noticed you did, while people were talking, there was like a fist bump. Two nil, yeah. Professional. <laughs> <laughs> professional. 
I don't know how well this is known, but actually Christopher Nolan was not the first person picked to direct this film. So actually it might be Steven Spielberg, Steven Spielberg, sorry, who was attached to the project until 2006. And he hired Jonathan Nolan to do the screenplay. Uh, that clashed with other projects he filled out, and that's when Christopher Nolan swept in. We all pals out with the brothers there looking after each other. I didn't know that. And I, I reckon, Daniel, I reckon see if he did, you'd have probably preferred that one because I think he would have lent more into just... The human side. Aye. I think so as well, actually. I think I probably would have enjoyed Spielberg's so uh-huh. version of this more than Nolan's Arps version. And the last one I've got here is Anne Hathaway suffered hypothermia while filming in Iceland due to the fact that her astronaut suit was open while filming scenes in icy water. That's just... Mm-hmm. Just so stupid, if you ask me. <laughs> I want to know where it was open. <laughs> and who opened Tune it? next week to find out. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> well, let's get to scoring. John, as you're a guest and you did select the movie, you get the pleasure of going first. I've got to give this... Uh, it's, uh, my, if I give something a 10 out of 10, it means it's one of my favourite films of that kind. So that's how like, Freaky Friday can get a 10 out of 10, just as seems a godfather can. And this is absolutely one of my favourite sci-fi films of all time. But it's just one of my favourite films of time, all time. Daniel, you did, I've got to admit, you speak very well against it. Um, but I'm still going to give it a perfect five. You can also tell Daniel you got himself as well. He's my boy. <laughs> a five. Well, let's let's see if he is your boy, Daniel. What would you give this as your score? Um, it's maybe not as bad as my scathing chat on it um, said, but it's a, it's a it's a below average, so it's a two for me. Nice, I like. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, you're going to come up with a surprising score for you on this one. Uh, no, it's just going to suit suit my review. Uh, it's going to be a second uh, three point five of the night uh, for me. I, I did enjoy it, but I didn't have a fucking clue what was going on for 90% of it. What, what do you mean of the night? We remember we separate the episodes weeks, weeks apart. Aye, aye. Bunsy? Yeah, I'm going to give it a 2.25, so slightly above Daniel. I'm going to bring the score shooting right up. I loved it. 4.5. You're my boy. Finish us off. Uh, gladly. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a 4.25 for me as if I want for what I'll hope it will go up on second viewing Bernsey what does that do to the overall scoring um, that is uh, 3.58 3.58 what movies do we predict that's going to be alongside in the Morons leaderboard I thought it sounded stupid like Ace Ventura or something like that <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. No thoughts, but I'll give you some movies that are just above it and just below it. Okay, just above it, we've got Me, Myself, and Irene. Classic. <laughs> An absolute classic. <laughs> uh, also above it, we've got Mrs. Doubtfire, Uncut Gems, Taxi Driver. Um, just below now, we've got Halloween, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, um, I, Tonya, and Joker are just directly below. Interstellar. How does that make you feel, John, hearing those movies in with your 5 out of 5? Um, well, I, I actually often tell people that Mrs. Doubtfire and Interstellar would be a good double bill. So, <laughs> you know, it would be a good crossover as well. Oh, hello, my dear. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, Mrs. Doubtfire. 
<laughs> well, I, I mean, a couple of low scores in there, but this is what you expect when you listen to the Morals, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And if, if, if anyone, um, I'm not saying that I have huge drawing power in, but if anyone's, if this is anyone's first listen, these cunts are always like this. It's not just, it's not just my films. <laughs> there is a, there's a common fear in here where you, you put a movie in that you really, really like, but we don't want to do it because it gets ripped to shreds. Listen, I wanted the full moron, moronic experience tonight, and <laughs> wouldn't have it any other way. I've thoroughly, I've, I really have thoroughly enjoyed. Um, these are the first um, podcast to get Jim McKay eight, eight films hooked on the, I don't know, on the line. Yes, mm-hmm. and I would come on again if you would have me. Um, well, if you remember us when you hit the blue the blue ticks uh, on Instagram, <laughs> well, uh, you, can, you can buy them now. So <laughs> I will do that. <laughs> no, you'll, we'll get you back on any time, man. I would happily have you on every as a regular. Because I well, I'm I'm, I'm on a sugar peg, so you could be in it. That's what. I'm just I'm just trivia guy. Just swoop in because Hunter forgets it most of the time as well. I know, I wish they copied and pasted off IMDb when I was eating my dinner. It's not that we get two weeks and notice what we're going to watch and how we can get prepared for it. <laughs> anyway, guys, that does bring us to the end of the, the episode here with John. Um, thank you very much for listening to us. Please give a follow to John on our socials. John, it's been great having you. We do really appreciate you taking your time to listen Join in and be a part of the morons. Uh, you are an honorary moron for the last two weeks. Top lads, top yep. lads. Love uh, Happy days, guys. As morons do, bid you farewell. Au revoir. I've um, had, had too many cans tonight, man. Like I normally have two cans at most. I've had four here. Like must be a sign for you. Because you're, nev- you're nervous on this second day. Are you now also going to stay up till 8am before you go to work, Daniel? Sorry I don't speak moron as well as you, but let me try. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? It's a moron, that's not against the law. Gun! You fucking moron! I stop like Batman. Because he is Batman, you moron. What are you, a fucking moron? You moron! Drop dead. Moron. Prepare, you morons! Stepping morons like yourself. Be down, you moron! A moron! Bid you farewell and good luck, morons. Bye.